What's up? Well, decaf where I am very caffeinated. Mark, are you caffeinated? Yeah, third one. Uh, I got this. I did two coffees. So I'm, I'm hey, really good. Mark, that is bad for your heart, which we no, will this, do no, this one's good. No, my heart's been good recently, but no, this is like the healthy one. You're stressing me out. Yeah, this one barely has any caffeine to it, but it has organic ginseng and guarina, like guarini, like I, just, but I don't know. Okay, that was the worst transition you've ever made. And if anyone gets the, if anyone understood that other than me. Nobody knows who Justin Guarini is anymore. So I think we're okay. Okay. Everyone remembers the infamy of Justin meets Kelly or whatever that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never saw that movie. That must have, I remember he did the, um, the Dr. Pepper commercials. It was so bad. Bless his heart. I wonder where he is. He lost, right, to Kelly Clarkson yeah. in American Idol. But, like, it's funny that, like, it is funny thing about American Idol. Like, I remember when Carrie Underwood won it, I used to watch it. And I was so mad because I thought Bo Vice should have won. I was like, I'm like, Bo Vice is so much better. And then, like, looking at their careers, I'm like, I was wrong. Yes. Bo Vice <laughs> was an Alabama guy. And I was like, if people didn't see his long hair, they would like him. I mean, they did like him. He came in second. And he actually has, like, two really great songs, like, he's released. Like, I actually still like him, but he's not quite to the Carrie Underwood level. And he the most cool. underrated American Idol people, people don't realize Daltrey was on there. He came in like fourth, yeah. but he's great. Remember, oh, that girl, Jennifer Hudson, she came in like eight. Oh, I know. Yeah. And she became like a, I mean, she became more famous for like her acting, I feel like, than her singing. I guess, but she's kind of multi talented. Like she's kind oh, of, yeah. She's super talented. I liked, um, and obviously, I was a big Clay Aiken fan. Um, I thought he should have beaten Ruben. Neither of them had had real careers. I know. Poor Ruben. He was another Birmingham guy. But we, oh, yeah, he seemed like he seemed like the nicest guy that I remember like watching like him and Clay had this like, you know, like great relationship too. Yes, I remember they did a um, this is so bad, but they did like this rally at his high school, Huffman High School. And I was like, Mom, can we go? And Huffman is in a really bad part of Birmingham. And my mom, and I was like eight. And my mom was like, probably not. <laughs> so I'm probably not just gonna drop you off in Birmingham by yourself to go to a rally for an American Idol contestant you're eight I was like okay. <laughs> that, was great, that used to be a great show I remember that was, that was kind of like the first show of its kind you know like now you have like the yeah. boy you have America's Got Talent and stuff and now I think American Idol's kind of but I mean with with Simon kind of being rude to people and Randy Jackson being awesome yes um, and one girl being just drunk all the time Paula Abdul so it's oh, a Paula she was so drunk all the time man this yeah. one I always slept with a contestant too it wouldn't surprise me yeah, I think that's why she actually got thrown off there. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't know the that's rules, but it sounds so like Andy. <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, but I miss those days. That was that was growing me like 12 or 13 and watching like that the American yes. Airlines. And Randy Jackson, when he would always go, it's a no for me, dog. I still yeah. say that. He was the best. And, and let's not oh man, I still love that they have the uh um what was that? Um, the movie with Will Ferrell, the step brothers, where they have like, oh, this sword okay. is signed by Randy Jackson. <laughs> Famous. Always being pop culture history. That is so good. Okay, we've got to move on because I could talk about American Idol forever. Um, Justin wrote a really cool blog post this week that's gotten a lot of attention. And it basically, it doesn't rip to shreds the PRO Act like what you or I would have done, but it very tastefully dismisses the PRO Act as really, really bad policy for workers. Because essentially what would happen is, not even essentially, like what would happen is right to work, which is a policy in... 27 states, correct? And it's been the policy in Tennessee since 1947 would be outlawed across the country, which I think is so silly. We had a speaker at our young professionals meeting the other night who said he made a really good point where he just said the founders intended the states to be the laboratories of democracy. So if a state wants to 
take up the whole health care bill for the rest of their state. That should be state policy. If the state wants to protect workers through right to work, that should be state policy. The federal government has no business putting their hand in things like that that should be state policy. And I agree. And so from the federal level, something like the PRO Act, dismantling right to work nationwide would be really bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's good that Justin wrote this post. And of course, right to work is good policy. We know that. I mean, all the numbers bear that out. If you look at the stats, it always shows that right to work states do better in terms of like real income um, when you kind of base it on cost of living and everything. But um, no, Justin had a great point. I think that that's an issue is that this PRO Act, I mean, no matter what you think, it's like, should the federal, even if you are kind of against right to work, I don't quite understand the argument still. Um, it's just people who don't. I guess understand it. people, the people, yeah, the freedom to associate. And yeah, so many people misunderstand it as we talked about, but it's like, do you, why do you want the federal government passing a law kind of overriding this state's rights issue? So I don't understand it. Justin did a great job on the blog. I'm not going to even explain anymore because he did better than I would. So, but it was, it was yeah. a great understanding. I think it's got like, it's one of our best performing blog posts. I think it had like 241 likes or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like almost 4,000 views, I think. So I didn't even see that. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah it's killing it. Wow, yeah, it's one it of, is killing so, it. So definitely read it. Definitely read it. And if you don't understand what right to work is, we have some videos on our website that explain the difference between right to work and employment at will because they are very different. They're completely unrelated. And that's what people get confused about. So if you're confused, email me and I can explain it or watch those videos. Um, Speaking of the federal government taking over things and it being really, really bad, let's give President Biden some props because this week he said something that I super agree with. Mark, do you have the quote still pulled up? I do. Read it for us. So this is all about Cuban and kind of the fall of Cuban. Obviously, we have given, you know, President Biden a lot of heat for a lot of things he's done. I think that policy wise, he has been um, pretty disastrous overall. But you have to give people credit when where it's due. And so as as this Cuba thing is happening, uh, his quote was that communism is a failed system, a universally failed system. And I don't see socialism as a very useful substitute. So, I mean, not only did he hammer communism, which I mean, that's a little bit easier to do, but he also talked about socialism being a bad thing, which I mean, you know, that that's going to make the, the left wing, the far left wing of his party mad. So, I mean, again, it doesn't mean that any of his policies are any better or what he's done is better, but you got to give credit where it's due. And I think that's a great line and something that, I mean, it's good that he is not giving into this, like, oh, we should be a full socialist thing. Like, I don't agree with socialism. Of course, he agrees with much more government than I do. But I want to say this to it, and I'm going to, I think it's an important point, and I, I'm going to mention this in my post, but I think that the left always um, intentionally misconstrues what capitalism is. And I'm going to write a blog post about it, which I kind of wrote and hopefully will be published next week. But they misconstrue what this is, and it's everything that they don't like is capitalism, and everything that's bad is capitalism. So, like when you talk about cronyism, or you talk about um, a company paying no, no money in taxes, or you talk about, you know, the rich getting benefits that the poor people don't get. That's not capitalism, the government involvement, but they always blame these problems on capitalism. Yes. On the other side, the right says that everything they don't like is socialism. And that's not fair either. Like it's like, yeah, it might be more government, it might be bad policy, but it's not socialism, you know, saying, oh, we want to, we want the rich to pay more in taxes. That's not socialism. It's bad policy, but it's not socialism. So I think people on the right need to stop calling everything socialism that they don't like. And the people on the left need to stop calling everything capitalism they don't like. I mean, it's not helpful and it's not a real understanding of what that is. And that's why so many people misunderstand both socialism where they think it's better than it is because if the Republicans are saying, oh, this is socialism and it's something they like, they'll be like, oh, well, I like that. And then why capitalism has a lower view because everything bad that's associated with kind of 
the worst part is capitalism aren't actually capitalism, but the left keeps talking about that. So I think it's just something we need to keep in mind, but good for, I guess, good for Biden for kind of saying communism is awful and so is socialism. Yeah. One of the points you made in your blog post is that when people are slapping capitalism, they always say, um, they always conflate Amazon and capital. They're like, Amazon is like the beast of capitalism. And I saw a tweet the other day that said it was after the Blue Origin rocket went to space with Jeff Bezos in it. And it said, going to space is cool, but how about paying taxes? Like they were trying to come after him. And that's not a Jeff Bezos problem. That's a government problem. When the government has so many loopholes that hundreds of accountants that work for Amazon can find and then not have to pay as many taxes, that's not an Amazon problem. That's Amazon taking advantage of the system that we have rather than the, the U.S. government fixing the holes in that where Amazon does have to pay exactly what the small businesses, you know, on the same rate that small businesses do. So I think- I, I got to say my bet, the best, critique of capitalism which is the dumbest thing i've heard is when people say capitalism is the only way that jeff bezos can make you know what 11 billion dollars during the pandemic while all these small businesses lose money it's like no it was your shutdowns that did that that was the actually the government that yeah. was responsible for him making that much money not the other like that's insane that's the opposite of camp capitalism yes yeah, so, so like, like if yeah. you could have gone to a small business to buy what you wanted or if yeah, you could it, it wouldn't have house and gone to these small businesses you wouldn't be forced to do amazon so like Come on, guys. I know. So it's like, and it's so disingenuous, but I think at the same time, it's easy for, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's easy for us to say everything we don't like is socialism, but that's not the fact, you know? And when people call Barack Obama socialist, he wasn't a socialist, you know, he did a lot of things I didn't like, um, but he wasn't a socialist. So you can't just equate everything you don't like with socialism because that's not helpful. And it will make people think more highly of socialism than actually point out what it is. So again, it's kind of a, a roundabout way of saying, we don't agree with a lot of what he does, but good for Joe Biden for kind of hammering communism and socialism. Good for him. I do agree with that. Put that put that on the wall of my office. Just like make me make me realize that he's got he's got something going on up there that I agree with. Um, <laughs> let's talk sports. I uh, know nothing about basketball. I didn't even know the Bucks were a team until a few weeks ago. Never heard of them in my life. I, I like literally. Where did they come from? I just don't follow basketball. Maybe, but yeah, I literally. They won a championship 50 years ago, so they've been around for quite a while as an NBA team. <laughs> I have never even heard of them until a couple of weeks ago, but apparently they're good because they, yeah, they, they won the NBA championship. It was the first time in 50 years. And one of the cool things was Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's their best player, he celebrated by going to McDonald's the next morning. He got a 50-piece chicken nugget after he scored 50 points the night before and did this whole <laughs> viral video. And it's, okay. he's got a great yeah. There's a guy from the Suns that went to Chick-fil-A the morning after they won one of their games and he Instagram live the whole thing, like ordering at Chick-fil-A and just talking that's, about that's Giannis. That wasn't the Suns. That's the same oh. guy. It's the same video. No, he's from the box. He's the box best. Oh, they beat the Chick-fil-A, Suns. Mark. Can you go to McDonald's? I'm sorry, you're right. Chick-fil-A. That's my bad. It was Chick-fil-A. But yes, that was Giannis, not not the Suns player because the Suns oh. lost. I know that. Um, um, but it was a cool thing. The city of Milwaukee is so excited. I mean, I went to I went to um, college in Milwaukee. I actually accidentally wore my Marquette hat, which is uh, we play in the same arena as the Bucks do. Um, but it was it was a really exciting moment for Milwaukee, and it's kind of a city that's been beaten down a little bit. I think the reputation for Milwaukee is it's a cool city, and people don't understand it. So it's kind of a good win for the underdogs too. Like even the, the star player said, like it would have been easy to put together a super team and win, but like we've built this from the ground up and they won. 
Um, I didn't watch one game of the finals because it's still so raw for me. And this was the one year where everything broke where the Jazz could have won it all. We really could have, but we couldn't beat we couldn't beat the Clippers. But it's st- I didn't watch one game. First time I've ever – it was just so hard. I'm like, this could have been us. And this was the one year we actually could have won. Mark so, is so triggered right now. Everyone listening. That's the box. I wanted them to win. Good for them. Giannis is great. I love Chris Middleton, one of my favorite players. And congrats to all the Bucs fans, all my friends uh, that went to school with me. Everyone was very excited. Megan and all our staff was excited. So good for all you Bucs fans. Congratulations. Congratulations to you guys. I expect your team to go back into relative anonymity and me not. They actually it. probably will. I actually told the, the NBA odds for next year. And like, they're like the fifth or sixth best odds of winning. It was just it basically, and I don't mean to take anything away, but everything broke right. Like Brooklyn, the best team had two of their best players hurt for most of the series. They played them. They were up two nothing. Um, the Clippers had their best player hurt. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, the Lakers kind of got this bad seed. So everything broke right where the Bucs won. If they did this playoffs again, fully healthy, they would probably lose in the second round. But it doesn't matter. It's the luck of the draw, and they won, so good for them. Well, let's talk about something that I actually know something about, which is SEC. There's a rumor that Oklahoma and Texas want to join the SEC, and this is SEC media days. My day was so bonkers, insane, crazy yesterday that I haven't even watched Nick Saban's remarks, but my mom said he was very poised and brilliant, as always. Love that man. Would die for him. Um, But what do you think, Mark? I mean, you hate the SEC. I think that we don't need any more teams, but it always would be fun to beat um, Oklahoma because I have a friend that went there and gosh, I would love to beat him. Um, Texas, you know, had about enough of them. They can, they can go the way of the Buffalo, whatever. But if they want to join the SEC, I don't know. Part of me says, welcome in, would love to beat another few teams. Another part of me says, you're not on our level. That's so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's an interesting thing. So, so the rumor, like, just gonna, the rumors that Oklahoma and Texas both want to join um, the SEC. We don't know that for a fact, um, and and of course, it makes sense because there's you know there's a lot more money in it the SEC than there is the Big Twelve. Sure. Um, and Texas, Texas A&M did that, you know, mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, 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 Missouri too. So like, there is a history of doing that. And Oklahoma and Texas are kind of the two as high pro, the, the two highest profile teams from the conference. Um, they've been yeah. the two most successful. I mean, I think Oklahoma has seven national championships. Um, so, so they've been pretty successful. Um, I think Texas has, I, I think, I don't know, three or four, but, um, but I mean, they're always in the top 25. They're always competitive. I mean, Oklahoma kind of beat the, beat the hell out of an SEC team last year when they beat Florida by like five touchdowns. So it's and not like they can't, welcome that. <laughs> it's not, they can't compete though. So I mean, I think they would be kind of t- top end of that. But the question is like, you don't want to sue as a fan. I don't want to see a super conference where almost the, all the other conferences are irrelevant right now. The SEC is super overrated. Um, and again, every time we talk about it, they may be the best conference maybe they're not just because you have the best team doesn't make you the best overall conference though sure. and the fact that Oklahoma beat the crap out of Florida was like the second best team shows you that yeah. um, Alabama was the best team but it's not necessarily the best conference so I don't like the idea of kind of two like teams that could be powerhouses you know Oklahoma has been really good Texas is kind of hit or miss sometimes they're good sometimes they're not um, I don't like the idea of them joining the same conference and and then you're you know you might have seven seven six SEC teams in the top tanks they already get that preferential treatment um, and I just don't think it's good for college football. I agree. You remember in 2009 when Alabama played Texas for the national championship and Colt McCoy, was, 
Maybe oh, he it, the and guy. he messed up his arm and his arm was just like slinging around like he it was like a dead arm like he yeah. couldn't feel anything do you remember that not really I, I, I noticed that most of oh my, my memories of like Vince Young when they won the national championship there his arm wasn't broken but something happened to like a nerve I don't remember it's been over I, yeah I think, I think outside I do yeah I mean it, it is he had a dead arm, and I just feel so bad for him. I yeah, have nothing he, against he still has a dead arm, but it's just not because yes. he's not good. He's actually still in the NFL. Did you know that? He is. I mean, he's like a third-string quarterback. He's been his whole career, but like, he still plays. He still gets paid, so good for him. Good for him. Wow, he's really extended that career. That was when I was a senior in high yeah, school. He's better than almost all the Alabama quarterbacks that have gone to the NFL. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a crap fest of Alabama quarterbacks. <laughs> it was always it was always like I remember when Alabama was even really good at the beginning. Like their quarterbacks were not that good, and then their kickers were terrible. And it's we like when they lost, kicker. I know it's that's changed recently. But I felt I remember like back in like that kind of 2006, 2012, where Alabama was really good. But like you'd have a quarterback that wasn't that good, and then you'd have a kicker who missed so many big kicks, and you probably right. missed a couple national championships because of that. I still think like it, it's it's something about like PTSD in my system that when it comes down to Alabama having to kick, I'm like on my knees, like, dear God, please just let it get close to the goalposts. Well, Saban, Saban seems to have figured that out. He's recruiting better kickers and, and quarterbacks now. Uh, but, yeah, so I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, I think it would really condense the, the power. And I, from what I've understood, it's going to have a really bad chance of happening. Like, it's probably not going to happen because Texas and Oklahoma both have these – contracts till 2025 that they can't get out of and they're like tv contracts so if it did happen it would likely be farther down the road and not in the next three or four years all right well we can have some time to process this yes. um before we go i am leaving in a few hours to go to one of my best friends bachelorette parties on the bay chesapeake bay in maryland and mark you know is getting married this year my sister's getting married this year there's a lot of love in the air i've been left out of all of it but there's a lot of love in the air <laughs> and so mark if you could plan your ideal bachelor party, and I hope your groomsmen or friends are listening, if you could plan your ideal bachelor party, what would it look like? Yeah, I mean, I actually had an idea for a bachelor party before, but like, I actually just don't really want one. I had some hard issues, like, you know, I'm going to cancel this because I but like, that's not, I feel like all the things that, you know, encompass a bachelor party, which is like a lot of drinking. I mean, some people go to, I mean, like gamble, do whatever. And it's like, I, I get it. I feel like I would have liked that a lot more 10 years ago. And now I just, I just kind of want to relax. Like, I mean, if I was going to do it, I just kind of want, you know, my, be, like my best friends, not too many though. Cause like when I was my bachelor, I'm like, I want to invite 20 people or 25 people. Like these people don't know them. And they're like, and I just don't want to chaperone. So it's almost like my best bachelor party would be like four separate bachelor parties with like different friends, but you just, you just go and hang out for the night and just talk and reminisce. And that's kind of it. I'm not, I think if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have had a different opinion, but that's my opinion now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is, I don't know, I guess yours is going to be, I feel like women's generally, maybe not in Nashville, but bachelorette parties are generally more low key, but I feel like not here. Right. No, I think like this might be an unpopular opinion. I might live to regret this, but an ideal bachelorette party for me would be where I get to go by myself to a house in a really pretty part of the country and spend time alone before I have to live with a boy. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I like, mean, like, if I'm going to have to live, like if I have to live with a boy, thing. Yeah, I have to live and travel with the boy for the rest of my life. I feel like I'm just going to want to go on one final solo hurrah. Yeah, not have to worry about cleaning up after people or then being dirty or not putting dishes away. Yeah, Although, drink some wine. You might do that now anyway, but. Oh my gosh. <laughs> drink some wine, read some books, just chill by myself, not yeah. have any expectations. That's my ideal bachelorette party. 
See, I'm going to mostly agree with you. I feel like that's not my bachelor party, but I feel like that's why I need, once I get married, I'm going to need like one or two kind of trips by myself per year. Just so I have that. And like, I mean, again, not read or drink wine, but like just that idea, like I have, I have a goal. So I'm getting married in September. I have a goal to go to to New York city by myself in March, watch some basketball to be the big East tournament and just hang out. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the thought of having to live and travel with the boy for the rest of my life scares me and I would need to have some time by myself <laughs> before yeah. that. I suggest this is my relationship advice. Not that I should give any, but I feel like yeah, everyone should do at least one, you know, solo trip per year. And it could be something, some people don't like to go somewhere by themselves, but like, like you said, just go to a cabin or go to something, like go, go, do a staycation, just stay in a hotel for two days by yourself. Yeah. Yes. Just have a little bit of alone time. Yeah. I, I think, I think that refreshes you. And, and I mean, to me, it refreshes me and it's like, I had some time just to. Yeah, two. You got two introverts with really big personalities here who just need some alone time <laughs> every now and then. It's not that you don't love Kira, and not that I'm not gonna love who I yeah. settled down with, but I'm gonna need some time by myself. Yep, I'm with you. To be my best self. All right. Well, we finally agree on something. Love to hear it. Happy, uh, happy Thursday. Happy weekend for me. I have have the day off tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. And shout out to Bo Bice. And shout out to Bo Bice forever, Alabama forever.